0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Lap Down Podcast. As always, I am your host, Greg Farmer, and tonight we have Mr. Will returning for his second episode with us. We have Mr. JP, we have Mr. Ben, Mr. Ryan, Mr. Rumble Man himself, Denny Rumble, and we have a special guest with us tonight, Mr. Brett. Uh, Welcome to the show, Brett. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself Uh, where are you from
1: well I'm from Jamestown North Carolina I've been getting into racing since 2008
0: and uh, who is your uh, favorite driver if I may ask
1: the driver of the 43 Toyota Camry Eric Jones
0: nice Uh, if I'm not mistaken you are friends with uh, JP Ben and Ryan is that correct
1: I'm friends with everybody in here.
2: Friends, mortal (laughs) enemies, depends on the day. As long as it's not all club Speedway.
1: All (laughs)
2: right. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, well, welcome in, Brett. Uh, It's going to be a good show tonight. Um, As always, we want to thank uh, Will for uh, writing our intro song. Uh, Him and his band, The Blood World, be sure to check, or I'm sorry, The Alkali Project. Uh, Be sure to check out their album, The Blood World, on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you get your music. Well, gentlemen, it was a long weekend. A long weekend in Daytona, but we finally made it. As noted in last week's episode with my dark horse pick, I did predict that the rain would win on Saturday and Sunday. And I was correct. Uh, The truck race did run Friday night, and uh, they moved the ARCA race to Friday night from Saturday. And then we get to Saturday, and they postponed the Xfinity race fairly early to uh, Monday. Um, NASCAR was very good at uh, keeping the fans updated on that stuff and uh, not having them wait around. Mm -hmm. And they also did the same thing with the uh, Daytona 500. On uh, Sunday, they told us pretty early that it was going to get postponed to uh, Monday as well. Um, so, recapping the uh, Daytona 500. Uh, well, Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports wins their ninth Daytona 500. Which ties Petty Motorsports for f- most of all time. in Daytona 500 wins. Um... And the driver who did it was Mr. William Byron in the 24 car. He was 0 for 5 leading into this Daytona 500. Um, And he entered his sixth one this year, and he led just one lap. And that was the last lap. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen it all over social media that people were calling it a controversial finish because... They were saying NASCAR was being inconsistent with the caution calling on the last lap. Like, was it the timestamp? Was it the scoring loop? Was it when the caution lights came on? Because if you look at a few different angles, when the caution lights came on, Alex Bowman was actually ahead of William Byron. But the timestamps and the scoring loops say that Byron was ahead by half a car length. Um, Starting with Mr. Brett. Did you watch any of the Daytona 500, and how do you feel about the uh, finish?
1: I watched the entire thing. I was actually quite enjoyed by it. There was a couple things I didn't like, but going back to that finish, I was listening to a different podcast on another channel, and they actually were talking about the timestamp and everything like that. If you look at some certain photos about it, when the green lights go off, I think is when they actually timed it which had william byron in front because of timing with lights and such like that
0: yeah you uh you hit the nail on the head there uh, nascar actually did come through later on that night and give us actual proof of when they time stamped the uh, finish of the race and it did clearly show that byron was ahead uh will did you uh have any thoughts on uh daytona 500
3: uh i watched the entire thing at work uh I sat here and did nothing at work Monday for four straight hours, just watching the race. Uh, I think NASCAR did fine letting people know, uh, how they, they call the finish it's TV that didn't do a very good job letting people know how the finish was decided. Uh, they just kind of cut away and left people, uh, in in the dark about it. Uh, from what I saw people screenshotting uh, points and videos on Reddit specifically, and that's where the controversy kind of came from. It kind of bled over to Twitter or whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, I think the explanation NASCAR gave was fine. I don't know what the rule book says about when uh, the light... Uh, the controversy is, is it when the light goes off or is it when the light turns yellow? When the winners decided, I don't think anybody really knows. I was listening to Door Bumper Clear, and they didn't seem to even know when what the the uh, rule was. But if it's when the light goes off, uh, not me, Willie B, but the other Willie B is is the winner. And if uh, if it's when the you know, light comes on, Alex B is the winner. Either way, somebody with a B last name is going to win. <laughs>
2: Say, unless, yeah, yeah. They, say, unless they should have thrown the caution early, which is the other argument I've seen on on uh, Facebook and stuff, was that they uh, were being inconsistent with waiting that long to throw the caution, which looking back at the replays and stuff, I can see why they waited. They wanted to see if the cars were going to spin down the track, but ultimately the cars were spinning, and we've seen them throw yellows for far less.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I mean, at, at the same time, too, you have to look at where they were on the track in regards to the caution being thrown. They were probably two or 300 yards from the finish line going 190 miles an hour, and then you have Ross Chastain trying to shoot the gap, and at the same time, the two cars getting turned. And by the time that the two car actually – Really started to slide back up into traffic. They were already well past the start finish line. Yeah. So, I mean, I just mean,
2: remember how small a caution they ended up throwing it in. What was it, the 2021 or 2022 All Star race with Blaney? I mean, they were yeah. pretty quick on the button to make sure that that race didn't end at that point, and that they got another restart in.
0: Yep. Uh, JP, uh, what are your thoughts on it? I'ms muted. You are muted, sir.
3: There you go. None the more.
4: Yeah. Um. So, here's <laughs> you, you, my take on it. It's a ball and strike call. You know? Um. I mean, 10 seconds earlier, maybe we had a green light like curtain. But when the cartoon comes out, it's when the caution comes out. Ryan, um, why don't
2: you look up clarification on that wall for us? What clarification? Because there's a lot of intricacy to it that you might be asking me about with the way that you worded that.
0: NASCAR really hasn't posted anything as far as clarification on timing of the caution or why they threw the caution and the explanation. They just posted a picture of when the I mean, the simplest explanation is the reason why they
2: threw the caution was because the cars spun back up into traffic, and by that point, they were already past the start-finish line. Now, maybe in a perfect world, they could have let them race for another half lap, and they they wouldn't have put anybody in any further danger, quote-unquote, because they would have been on the backside of the track when they would have thrown that yellow, but that would be a new precedent, not anything they've ever done before, so I don't think it's an inconsistency to not. To wait to throw the caution like that
4: yeah but i mean i'm happy with Will by own ring i mean i i went on instagram today and messaged him directly and congratulated him and you know, i'm probably gonna bring you back but
0: <laughs> um and what are your thoughts on it did you uh catch any of it
5: I listened to it on a SiriusXM MRN uh, radio. Uh, I did listen to the end of that, and the way, the way they explained it was is that Byron passed uh, yellow, or the uh, white checkered, as the wreck happened. So that's how they declared it, but they didn't really give an explanation to anything.
0: Yeah, there there was a, there was a lot of gray area that they left us with.
2: Yep. Yeah. It didn't really say
5: much after that.
0: It was a Uh, great race. Oh, yeah, it it absolutely was. Uh, What about you, Danny? Mr. Rumble, you got any thoughts?
6: I do have some thoughts. Um, And it's super simple. I was sitting there watching it, I had no issue with I didn't even realize there was a controversy. I was watching it, and I thought it all played out. Perfectly fine. They threw the they threw it when they should have, and I I didn't even realize there was a controversy to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't seen yeah, nothing guess- of it No, I I I watched that race and I thought, yep, that's that's how it played out, and there it is. And I I don't even know why why it's such a big discussion, but that's just, that's just Rumble's thoughts. Normally I'd be angry about shit, but I'd, I'd be rumbling about something but. I'm not. I'm just, I, I watched it and I thought it was exactly what it was.
2: <laughs> no, I, how, I, I, didn't think, well, I didn't know about it. Yeah, one thing I will say about why you might not have heard as much about this controversy as you otherwise might have um, is that you, know, you also had the uh, detail of the fact that obviously both drivers involved in the controversy were teammates and the forty-eight team isn't going to go out of their way to protest the twenty-four winning the race.
6: Yeah, that's that's a very valid point. But yeah, that's a very valid point. But uh, I'm just saying, from what I saw, I, I was sitting right there, two feet in front of the TV, watching the end of that, and I, I didn't see anything there that's even more disgusting, in my opinion. It was yeah. it. it was the end. Of, well, it was the end of the race.
0: Well, I mean, I, the, the the controversy came basically from, like, social media, you know, um, what was NASCAR's, yep. what was NASCAR's thinking on uh, the timing of the caution and the yellow lights and stuff, like, basically, like, who was ahead of who, and they thought that the, 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 the time stamp or the scoring loop, because, like, one angle shows Alex Bowman ahead of William Byron, and another angle shows Byron ahead of uh, Bowman and stuff like that, so that's, where the controversy falls people are trying to in their own minds declare the rightful winner of the daytona 500 and it it's about 50 50 between byron and bowman and to jp's point i'm happy the finish itself because i was a little upset at first until i actually saw the proof that nascar posted and then i was like okay you know that's fine they gave us proof that you know that they made the right call uh, william byron is my second favorite driver and Alex Bowman is my favorite driver, and they finished one-two in the Daytona 500. I couldn't have picked a better day for it.
6: Well, there you go. Nothing to be sad about for you. I, I really didn't care. I was, I was just watching the race, and I, I thought there was nothing to even discuss there. The race was over, and that's how it ended.
0: All right. Well, I have a, um, I have a couple questions. Um, regarding the uh, 500 and we'll, we'll go one by one, um, on each question, uh, starting with, uh, Brett, um, uh, I, I obviously listened to other podcasts, the Dale Jr download door bumper, clear, uh, actions detrimental and all that stuff. And everybody was talking about the same thing in each podcast is the, the fuel saving, um, during the stages. Um, Know, with this package that they have and the new cars and stuff they can't really necessarily quote-unquote save fuel like they used to in the old cars um, do you think they, in your opinion what do you think they might be able to change to actually get these guys to race harder and not be sitting there leading the Daytona 500 running 30% throttle well
1: with this well with the 500, you got to worry about multiple different factors. You got air, you got drag, and you got all the different horsepower situation they have. Yep. Little th- changing the way the car drive, like not drive, but drags in the air. That will help, like lowering the spoiler or something like that. Giving more horsepower might help a little bit, but doing stuff like that is just gonna create a band-aid for this racing for super speedways. They're using the same engines and. All all different uh, disciplines of the race. So changing the horsepower for one track may s- work for Super Speedway, but might ruin short track racing or something like that.
2: Yeah, and trying to make one package that works at all tracks. I mean, I think we saw it with the Isn't short tracks. Is, it's pretty much ruined the short track racing.
1: Yeah, there's nothing that they can do to fix one thing. That won't ruin something else.
2: I have one disagreement there. Because I think there is one thing they could do. To potentially fix the problem. For Super Speedways. That I don't think would really harm the racing. At too many other tracks. And it's something they experimented with last year. Which is removing the yellow flag. Associated with the stage end. Still awarding the points. But having no caution. Because a lot of the teams. They were fuel saving. Because they knew that a caution was coming. And they would be able to pit without having to stop, or without having to worry about, oh, are we going to lose track position or whatnot, or having to pit at this exact lap, because, well, everybody's going to be pitting at this exact lap because we're going to be under yellow.
6: That's a very valid, well, yeah, gonna gonna very, very, very valid point. Sorry, not trying to walk on you, but that's a very valid point.
2: Because,
5: no, uh, yeah, yeah,
6: besides I
2: that... Yeah, because besides that change, I don't really see anything with the car that they could change that would make a big enough deal that would be worth potentially jeopardizing, say, the mile and a half racing.
1: But to that point that you just made, so they were saving fuel for 40, 50 laps and then running hard the last 20 laps in each stage. Yep. If you take away that caution, what's going to keep them from saving fuel basically the entire race and only racing 20 laps?
5: So... Here's here's what I thought. Like, I miss old school racing where there were no stages. You can still have stages and have a count, but let's have old-fashioned racing back. Forget the stopping of the yellow flag. My dad was like, he did, he stopped watching NASCAR, and he's like, what what is these stages? like? Why are they stopping? I was like, oh, it's just new stuff they added in there to try to make it more competitive. And honestly, it slows the race down. I, I Why not just bring it back? Who cares how many times they're going to pit? Just bring it back. Let them race. Well, I, went, I, was, like
6: I was under the impression that they brought stage racing in to try and force them to run all the time instead of hanging back. Right? You, you stage points are going to be key to you winning a championship. Right? And that's uh,
2: and that's why I that like the, the idea point, of right? keeping the points of uh keeping points available throughout the races, but not throwing the guaranteed yellow because you keep yes. the aspect of you still got to run hard to try and get the points, but you can't just kind of wait and wait and wait and know, okay, we've only got 20 laps till we know there's a caution, and then you can run like crazy because you know in 15 laps you're going to get a caution no matter what happens. Yeah. um... Because if the points are being awarded but there's no caution, yeah, theoretically you could just run it easy, run it easy until about the point where you're going to be getting the points. But you don't have any guarantee of a yellow, at, right after that to potentially help with your fuel.
7: Um, Same with
2: the teams taking, for example, two tires on their way to the stage end. You might not want to do or that yeah. if, you, if you're going to have to go potentially another full fuel run on the left side or, tires.
5: Or you had Logano who had twenty, like a twenty twenty-two lap uh, pit stop. Um, behind of everybody else. Well, he was ahead of everybody else, like 20 lap pit stop ahead. Yep. So, yep. like, he changed our his strategy. You know,
4: back to what Brett was saying, you know, um, my dad absolutely hates skate racing. Finch uh, yeah, get rid of it. But I of agree with Ryan keep the stage racing, but get rid of the cautions
2: like they get for road courses. Well, and that's, yeah. that decision was reversed for this year. We're going to see the cautions back at the road courses this year. Because people determined yeah, that, just, that Indianapolis and uh, Watkins Glen were boring without the cautions. So, so because of the fans complaining about that, they're going back on that decision. And in fact, they Went back on it mid season because Charlotte had uh, stage cautions when I was there in the fall.
7: Mhm. Yeah.
0: I. So I. Ryan, you pretty much mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know. Um. No, I. I don't mind the stages award than the stage points, but take away the, the the damn stage cautions, you know. But I also get nascar's um mindset behind when they first introduced stage racing Um, one of the things that they hit on with the stage racing is it gives it's mainly for the fans because it gives them a chance if they're either attending the race in person or even at home during the stage breaks you can get up go use the bathroom or or go get food or drinks or whatnot and you're not missing anything
2: and it gives the advert or it gives Fox a chance to run a ton of ads supposedly without interrupting the racing, although they still throw way too many ads in there.
6: Yeah, and you're yeah, not that. wrong. You're you're not wrong. Go to a hockey game. There's periods, football quarters. You right. You can head out and go get yourself a beverage. And right, you're not. Met, you're that's that's a logical point as well.
5: The downfall None is the that they don't have all the. They don't have all the concessions open at Bristol. When we went to Bristol, they didn't have all the concessions open. Only certain areas had it open. Yeah. Oh,
2: and if and you got to right. go to
3: the bathroom at Talladega, the lines lined up out of the bathroom because everybody's drunk. And has to go pee. Yep. Well,
0: well I was going to go to you next. What are your thoughts on what we're talking about?
3: I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's it's just racing and uh the the uh Houston uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, engineer has an entire thread where he asks people, okay. Give me your best idea for how to fix this, and I'll tell you how you're wrong. Uh, because it, it, a lot of the uh, changes are coming from uh, folks that aren't thinking it through fully. Yeah. And if you say one thing that's going to uh, like uh, benefit some subset of drivers during the race, why why would you think that not uh, every driver in the race is not going to be doing this thing? uh it uh i think a lot of the changes are from the same fans who think nascar minute is too manufactured and there's so many rules that it feels like wwe on wheels and yet they want to add more to the rule book uh like for example one of the suge- suggestions i saw on uh twitter slash x slash elon musk thing whatever you want to call it uh was Penalize drivers who drive below seventy percent throttle at any point in the race while they're racing, not trying to avoid a, uh, a like a crash or whatever. If they, at any point, come off seventy percent of the throttle for a certain period of or a certain length of time, uh, send them down pit road for a pass through. and that is the most arbitrary idea I've heard. It's uh, <laughs> the anyway. reason why NASCAR doesn't
2: want you to
6: would, that's ridiculous why don't we just why don't oh. they don't even have a throttle just mash the gas, gas kind of <laughs> wide open and never lift and just see what yeah. happens most ridiculous if they did that, shit I've ever heard
0: if they did no. that you would have three quarters of the field coming down pit road just about every
7: freaking lap
3: yeah yeah. Now, which, uh, fans, fans are only trying to like think of scenarios where they think this is going to work they don't they're not thinking it completely through yeah Uh, because we're fans We're we're not not everybody in this room plays iRacing and kind of has an idea of what how racing actually goes. And the folks, even the folks that play iRacing, are sitting at home behind a computer screen, so we don't know everything on how how it's going to work. I feel uh, like I'm getting picked on because I don't
6: play iRacing.
3: I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I'm know how many people play. I'm just. I wish. Mind. I wish my MacBook would. So here, here's a question. So like f1 has indycar has they have the bypass so if nascar added the bypass would that affect the fuel mileage too probably or What's would that make it a little bit more for
2: those of us that don't the, know uh... what it is you mean... the push
5: the push the pass yeah the push to pass oh yeah.
2: push the pass okay there we go
3: when you're thinking of ers where breaking charges a battery and you have a certain pr- uh You press and hold a button, uh, ERS or DRS, uh, but you're thinking more of ERS. Uh, What's going to stop somebody from getting in front of the field and just going slow so that they charge their battery?
6: oh please don't uh, bring this to my race. nascar please don't bring this to my nascar <laughs> jesus christ this is like a going down the fucking well, rabbit feel, hole here. and
2: push the pass and I, drs have, i feel like I both very, of those uh... systems work way better on road course racing than they do on ovals yeah. i mean the concept of a oh, down to have to charge a battery or whatever to be able to go faster
3: yeah. The bad news I have is the uh, the next gen car was built specifically for hybridization in the future, so ERS is definitely coming to NASCAR, but I don't think it's going to happen on play tracks. I don't think they're going to have it there. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's let's go to the next question real quick before we move into our next topic. Um, starting with Brett is. Winning the Daytona 500 becoming all about luck and being in the right place at the right time because in the last, I want to say, 10 years, we've only seen a handful of the Daytona 500s actually end under an actual green flag, checker flag circumstance.
1: Well, if you think about it, William Warren only led one lap. Ricky Stenhouse only led one lap last year you just it's basically if you're near the front and you're just before the wreck and you're either second or third more than likely you're going to win so it's more it's luck but it's also talent being able to be up there in time
3: okay will no i I think it's always been that way i mean dale earnhardt's 500 was the same way so and that was almost thirty years ago. Man, yeah, I'm old. well,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, but if you look at Earnhardt, though, he was always up at the front. It's just something happened to him every single time.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that, thats luck. Bad luck, but that's luck. <laughs> also, uh, William Byron led four laps. Oh, he, did? My...
2: he led four laps. I thought
0: he only. Yeah, led
3: he led the days. last four.
2: Yeah, he, led, he only led one green flag lap because he, he took the lead during the caution flag when everybody wrecked at the very end, during like the yeah. six lap period that they did under the yellow. And then the he lead led at both, 197 one and led green. through
3: all the way through yep. to the end. Okay. He led once, but for four laps. All right.
0: uh, JP?
4: So, here's my take on it: is Yeah, um, you can score big from any position, but I mean, I mean, ten anybody could win at Daytona Tower Dagger. So I mean, yes, we'd seen last lap passes, but that's a part of Daytona Tower Digger, in my opinion.
5: All right. What about Ben? All right. So Daytona has always been that place where it's always had that big wreck and it's always near the end. So you've always had those. The issue is, it's always had those drivers who are antsy or who want to block people off, a.k.a. Logano. Um, what? Kyle Bush did it. Chastain. Um, Earnhardt Earnhardt's did it. Earnhardt done it. Um, who else? Rusty Wallace. There's a lot of people who've done it. I mean, it, they're known for it. I mean, you're gonna have somebody that's gonna block somebody off, and Brad is gonna whip you around and end your end your spot and, you're, and you're your chance. Just the way the monster rolls. But lately, it has been that way, and it's sad when ESPN, when I listen to ESPN radio, and two non-NASCAR fans even call it out and say, in the last five laps. It could be anybody's race. So. Yeah.
0: That's my take on it. What about you, Ryan?
2: Alright, I've got two words that should hopefully disprove the it's entirely luck. Denny Hamlin. He's won three of them in the last, what, five, six years, it feels like? And it's eight, probably
0: been... eight. Yeah, uh, say, three it out of probably goes best, a bit eight.
2: further back because of the... Uh, yeah, because 2016 was a while ago now, but still, he's won a lot of them for a race that is seemingly random. He's also been near, puts himself near the front of the field for almost every 500, so when things occasionally broke his way, he was able to take wins. Like, in in uh, 2020, he was, what, third or fourth on the final lap and got lucky with the, uh, Right, but it's because he puts himself in the front seven races in a row. Eventually, one or two of them were going to fall his way. I mean, same thing with why I think there were less people surprised about the Michael McDowell win. He had been putting himself in the 2019 race. He was, what, fourth on the restart, I think? So he was right in the position to potentially take that one if things fell his way and eventually in 2021, they did fall his way. Yeah.
0: Speaking of the 2020 Daytona 500, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Denny's on board of that finish, but when Ryan Newman came across his nose, he never lifted. Yep. He, he goes he never, right under
3: him, too. You never right, heard right him
0: the throttle nothing. Uh, Rumble, what about you?
1: Alright,
6: well, um, I firmly believe Daytona and, and Talladega are complete crapshoots. Um, the the one difference that a couple of you brought up is if you're if you're up front, you may be able to dictate not getting collected. But anybody else, and and, and even at that, on restarts and stuff, you you may find yourself in trouble, even being a leader. It's it's just such a crapshoot, and I I think back to many racers that say that we shouldn't be doing this. We should give everybody the horsepower they want and do what they want to, you know, kinda of run what they brung. But NASCAR knows what the fans like to see. And the fans, not us, not us. I like to see racing. But the majority of fans that come and watch Talladega and Daytona, they're they're waiting for the big one. They they love the big one. And that's that puts fucking asses in the seats and people love to see that. And it's I said it this I said it this last rate. It's gotta be terrifying to actually be a driver in that pack and just be like, look at the fucking cars dancing around. Like, we're, we just know it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. It's a matter of time. And, you know, you're just sitting there hoping you're going to clear it and make it through the other side. You're days of thunder, <laughs> shit. Um, anyways, those two tracks are complete crapshoots and, and they're giving the fans what they want, which is in intense ass racing. But again, from a driver's side, I don't think I'd want them. I'm not sure I'd want to be sitting there and waiting for the big one to happen.
2: It's Um, a crapshoot, both of them. One real quick point, though, is I'd like to ask, what can really be done at this point, though, for NASCAR, if they wanted to, to go ahead and stop the uh, pack-style racing? Because at this point, I don't really see anything NASCAR can do from their position to stop pack racing. I mean, it's been going on... Through take the every plates off. Set going back to what the eighties. Take the yeah, plates that, off. Yeah, say
0: Rumble hit it right there. The only thing take the plates off. Take, take the restrictor plates off. Yeah. Let them pretty much run what they brought. Like it let used them to be run back in the old days. Yes, but at the at the same time, you know, you have a greater risk of killing someone
2: doing that. Doing that no, too. No, yeah, because they're going be to be higher. two or three. You'd have two, three people still somewhat close to each other going what 230 240
6: potentially yes the speeds will be higher that's it there's no you can't make everybody happy all the time you know that saying right like it's yeah. it, it is what it is but i firmly believe that nascar knows that they get their biggest draw on tv and in the seats for the plate racing the the, the big cracks people love to see that everybody's Bumper to bumper, they're all skimming around the track, and we're all just waiting for that wreck to happen, and it always does. I mean, when was the last time we had a a plate race that didn't end like those wrecks were huge this year. I mean, realistically though, they were huge.
2: This 500 was actually relatively clean. I mean, what we had the caution for? We had the caution on lap five. (laughs) Then we had the big one with like five, with like 10 laps to go. And then we had our finish line that ended the race. I think those were the only three cautions for contact.
6: Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. But that's what everybody's sitting there waiting for is that big one. And you're, we're all sitting there watching it and there's, you know, there's 20 cars piling in and there's nothing they can do about it. There's nowhere to go. You're going so fast. I mean, you only, your car will only physically go in so many directions. Right. And it's just, it's just chaos, It's but it's engineered chaos. It's That's what I'm saying. I, NASCAR loves it. It puts asses in the seats and people watching at home watching commercials, and that's that's what it is. Uh, they, they could fix it in certain ways, I think. They could they could make it a little less chaotic for the drivers. Like, like I it's fun to watch, but it's got to be... Let's, let's get a driver on here that was in that race and talk to him about how intense that is to just sit there waiting. Yeah, right? Like, You're looking yeah, at the cars yeah. in front of you, bouncing around, and it's just Absolute count.
2: Well, I just thought of another example yeah. of a driver who kind of disproves the Daytona is all luck. I mean, think about Austin Hill in the Xfinity race for a moment. What, that's three years in a row he's won the Xfinity Series opener at Daytona?
7: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and,
2: and, Ryan, and Ryan, you were,
0: um, you know, you were correct. It, it was technically the cleanest 500 almost on record uh, looking back through one of my texts here. Um Daytona 500 had five cautions, three for incidents, two for stages, and that is the fewest amount of cautions in a 500 since 2004.
7: So So
2: 20 years. Yeah.
7: I'm going to say that's an
2: anomaly. Yeah, sure, there was one big one that took out a lot of cars, and there was the one right at the beginning that ended the day of three or four drivers, but...
3: That's an anomaly. That's
6: what that is. It's just cleanest, a weird. Cleanest weird, one on
3: record. Epic. I'm looking here. There's 11 cars that didn't finish the race because of an accident, or I say 11 cars and didn't finish the race. It would be, uh, 10 of them. One of them below 29th is Michael McDowell, who did finish the race. He just had issues.
2: Yeah, trust me. I'm, I'm well aware of issues.
3: Uh, yes, uh, right. I know you are.
2: All right. Well,
0: let's go ahead and move into our next topic. Um. As we all know, this is the uh, 40th anniversary of Hendrick Motorsports, so uh, this week we're going to be focusing on Hendrick Motorsports as a whole, and uh, specifically one driver, Um, calling this segment Hendrick Heroes. Um, So Hendrick Motorsports has gone over a massive overhaul over the last seven or eight years with the retirement of Jeff Gordon and Ellen Hart Jr. and Casey Kane and mark martin jimmy johnson so it's literally they've got like brand new faces um you have you have chase elliott who is the most popular driver you have kyle larson who is the most talented driver and uh technically called the comeback kid um you have alex bowman uh nicknamed the showman he wins races mainly by being pretty much in the right place at the right time come the end of the race um, and then you have William Byron, the other guy. Um, he He's the one of the litter. Yeah, pretty much. But he technically didn't grow up around racing. He started his racing career on iRacing and uh, got a shot in the truck series and in the Xfinity series, and then got moved up to Cup. Um, he, he mentioned in a recent interview that he uses the quote-unquote other guy mentality as motivation to help him run better, um, and win races. But starting with Brett, uh, looking at last season, 2023, he had six wins and was in the final four. And then he starts off 2024 with a Daytona 500 win is, could he have become like the guy, like the Hendrick guy now?
1: Well, with Chase Elliott being in the team, he's not going to be the guy in Hendrick. Because in fans' eyes, Elliott's always going to be that. With the whole passing of the torch in 2020 of Jimmy to Elliott. Yep. But he has proved in himself year after year he may not get as many wins as when he was racing. Like, he got six wins last year.
2: Led the team in I that don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody else came close to that in statistics. No, that, was, that.
0: that was most out of all drivers last year.
1: So he's he maybe he's not going to be the guy at Hendrick, but he's not going to be just the other guy. He's got the second most talent out of anybody at Hendrick, in my opinion. And that's it goes Larson, uh, Byron, then Elliott. Bowman's well, you- get out and out for me
0: if you if you look at his stats his his win on monday was his 11th career win which Mm -hmm. surpassed surpassed him with ryan blaney who has 10 wins who is the reigning defending cup series champion is uh we'll we'll get back to the the hendrick guy in a minute but is william byron considered championship material at this point in his career
1: he was he's good and he he made the Final four. Well, uh, he wasn't we, part of the Final not. Four, was he? Whoa,
2: what? He didn't Whoa, make Final bleh. Four last year.
1: Byron did make Final Four last year, I thought. Was he? Yeah, in yes, he did.
3: Yeah, he finished third.
4: Oh, yeah, he was. He was. My fault.
1: Yeah, because it yeah. went Blaney, Larson, uh, Byron, Byron, and Bell. And... Back out.
2: Okay, I thought he was Byron like corrected. one of the guys who got bumped out in the round of eight.
1: No. no.
4: But the point I wanna make with what Black said is uh, you know, it it takes a whole team to win the Daytona five hundred. And I I uh, think uh catching out will really and violent and a pagum very he wasn't that good. But Ruby Fugle, uh, his old uh clutch cookie um is what William needed and now I think he's gonna knock off eight or nine wins this year.
0: And so um that sounds like a bold prediction right there. Yeah, that
2: is a very high, high optimistic uh, view. I mean, um, when you know. was the last time we even saw a driver in back-to-back seasons win, say, six races in two uh, two seasons in a row? Cause, it's been a while. Because MTJ it's had two down years in between his... uh, champion or had one down year in between his championship season and then 2019 where he went and won six, seven races
0: Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on uh, William Byron becoming like the guy
3: No, uh, I think Brett's right that uh, Chase is always going to be the guy for Hendrick Motorsports uh, in the eyes of the fans and of the team just because he brings them in (laughs) lots of money uh, But I, I think Williams is a solid driver that brings brings uh, uh, cards home. I think anybody that finished in the top 10 in points last season should be considered uh, by their teams to be or should have the expectation from their teams that they are going to be championship contenders. That doesn't mean they're going to win. That doesn't mean they're going to make the round of eight, but they should at least be there. Uh, with a ch- with a shot, and uh, Williams has been there with a shot the past two years, and yeah. the past two years being 2022 and 2023, is what I'm
2: referencing. Yeah, and I mean, even just looking at the top 10 in points from last year, I think the only outliers there were really the two Fords of uh, Busher and Kozlowski. I mean, I think they're really mm-hmm. the only ones that would be a little bit of a surprise to see them back in that position next year or this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you if you look at it, um, other than Kyle Larson, over the last season and a half, give or take, Byron has been like the most consistent Hendrick driver. I mean, Chase Elliott went winless last year. Granted, he had the injury and then the suspension for wrecking Hamlin at Charlotte. And then Byron, or not Byron, Bowman had, he started off 2023 with a string of top 10s. And then he had his injury, and when he came back, it was not the same Alex Bowman we've seen to start the season. So, I mean, looking at, like, stats and just consistency, like, Byron was, like, the most consistent Hendrick driver.
2: Yeah, I mean, in 2022, Bo- uh, Byron had two wins, but Larson also only managed three <laughs> wins himself. So it's not like Larson was leap years ahead. Yeah. But that one season about, in 2021 is what's going to keep Byron, or keep um, Larson ahead of Byron in a lot of people's eyes, because Byron hasn't had a season where he got 11 wins, or 10 wins, or whatever.
5: Yeah. What about you, Ben? So, <clears throat> this is probably the most talented Hendrick Motorsports team since, what, Gordon, Johnson, Casey Kane, Kyle Bush. I
2: don't I'll think probably, those think guys that, all overlapped at no, Hendrick at the yeah, same time. You know,
5: Terry Labonte was there at one point, too. I, I, they were there simultaneously at one point. Because Casey
2: but... Kane didn't come into the team until late.
3: So. Oh, you mean overall? Like, as oh. a whole? Oh, like Who was
5: with... Was it Terry Labonte that was with him and Kyle Bush? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was... No, it was... Casey, no.
0: Mears. Er- uh, had- Kay- Casey Mears and Brian Vickers.
5: So who was it with? Who was it was earned It was Gordon, Johnson, Kyle Busch. Who was yeah, the other one?
0: If you're if you're thinking two thousand six to two thousand seven, that would have been Brian Vickers. Yeah, Brian car. Vickers
2: was the other full time driver that year.
0: Okay. Ju- so Dale I- Junior came in in 08.
2: Yeah, and he replaced okay. Kyle
0: Busch.
5: Was Vickers still there? No.
2: He had gone no, I was, to uh, uh, I think 08, Red Bull Racing. Was 08 the year that they had uh, Casey Mears then? Yeah. Because they only had Casey yeah. Mears okay. for, one, se- yeah. or for yeah. one season.
5: Okay, yeah, so, so either had, one of yeah. those teams nope. are comparable yeah. to what they have right now. I, I, I would feel that – I feel like Byron is probably the Kyle Busch of the team – I eventually think he's going to wander off and go to another team eventually, and probably win a championship somewhere else. Hmm. I have to respectfully
4: disagree with
3: that. Yeah, because Rick Henry loves William Byron so much, like his own son, and he looks like Ricky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Rumble, what is your uh, what is your two cents on this topic?
4: yawn on
6: bud. Yeah, I think he knows that. Yeah, I know. I know. I was working on. So, do I have to talk Byron and Bowman, or can we just talk Hendricks? Hendrick.
0: I mean, you can. I mean, we can. You can talk about Hendrick and stuff, but we're kind of I, like
7: focusing on Byron, like
0: becoming okay, like the well,
7: Hendrick
6: guy. I don't think that's gonna happen. And my only question about Hendricks Motorsports right now is, do you think that? Should the golden boy, everybody's favorite guy, Chase Elliott will even win a race this year. Whoa.
0: I I think I, I I do think that Chase Elliott will have somewhat of a comeback here. He'll he'll probably pop off one or two races and probably make the round of eight.
6: Feel like you should have never gone snowboarding, fucked everything up. <laughs>
2: I mean, I I'm keep sorry, more that's, worried about that's Alex all I Bowman, say though, because, I mean, that was Alex Bowman's second injury in two years because he had the concussion at Dega.
3: A, second injury in, like, six months.
2: Well, no, no, he, no, he No, he got the concussion at Texas. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it was at Texas before the Dega race.
6: It's it's not a focal point for me because uh, Hendricks will always be doing just fine. There are they're, they're no slouches. i <laughs> That's really not a concern for me. If I was going to ask any question, like I already did, you think Chase will even win a race this year. That's that's where I'm at. That's what I got to say about that subject. Thanks for hearing me.
2: All right. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, what do you got? So, first off, I think the idea of uh, William Byron being the other guy is, to me, a bit of a stupid debate because I think he is, uh, like Brett said, I think he's in he's in that conversation where you could say he's potentially one of the top two in terms of raw talent. But at the very least, it definitely feels like, especially on the stat sheet, uh, that Bowman is kind of the fourth guy kind of trailing behind the other three. Um, but all four have contracts for the foreseeable future. I think Bowman's is the first one that will be up. Because so I think Byron's runs through the end of 2024, uh, the end of either 2025 or 2026. I don't know when Bowman's runs out, and then I know, um, Elliot and Larson both signed contracts that last through the year 2027. So Bowman's on the shortest term deal, and he's he was the name that all the rumors said might get bumped if, say, a Kyle Bush was interested in going to that team. They, the name suggested that would get moved to open up the seat there was Bowman, not Byron. All right. Well, I'll
0: I'll, I'll get to uh, Ben in just a second, but I saw the wheels in Brett's head
7: turning. So uh, what do you what do you got, Brett?
1: With what Ben was saying about Byron leaving, I don't think Byron's going to be the one that leaves. If anybody leaves, it's going to be Bowman. He's the in the pecking order. Bowman's the bottom of it. Yeah, there's no question about that.
2: Yeah, and that's why I said I think the idea of saying Byron is the fourth-year person is on the stupid side.
1: But going back, and what to a that good point, position to be in. Yeah, but going back to that point, who do they have in the wings to replace Bowman? They don't have ah. anybody in motorsports to come up.
2: Maybe yeah, Sam I mean, Mayer,
1: but he's not. Here.
2: Yeah, Mayer's not ready, oh, and that's bro, bro. why I don't think it's necessarily that they are looking to replace Bowman. As much as it is Bowman would be the first one moved if a free agent became available that they wanted
5: you guys, uh,
2: you, you
7: guys
5: you... So I mean you might be right I mean I, I mean I can see Bowman or Byron being one of the ones that are left out dry because both of them I mean let's be honest Larson and Elliot they are they are the if golden boys
4: F for their careers
5: yeah, they're, they're the golden boys. They can't do no wrong. Fucking Kyle Larson and fucking L.A. can both go on a snowboard trip, break their legs, and come back next year and still have a job. So, <laughs> I, I really do not want to see Kyle Busch come back to Hendrick. He's the reason why I don't like him anymore is because he left Hendrick. Um, I, he's a little crybaby bitch. Like I, I do not like the guy. Like you guys know when you saw me at the race, I'd flip him up every time he went by. I do not <laughs> like the guy. Do not.
2: Yeah, and I mean I don't think well, that's my the, I don't think him going back to Hendrick is a realistic possibility at this point, but when the rumors were swirling around when he didn't have a job um two years ago when he was out at or when the when the rumor was around that he was out at Joe Gibbs. Yeah, uh, Hendrick was listed as a potential landing
5: spot at that point. And... You, you want to know why he won't come back? Because he has to suck up a lot of pride.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he had to suck up no. a lot of pride to go to RCR after RC or RC whooped his ass. Yep. Hashtag hold my watch
3: yep rick hendrick and kyle bush didn't get along and that's why he left it, it wasn't just he he left it, it was kind of a i'm leaving and i'm getting fired at the same time uh situation they just didn't get along yep. and it worked out well for both of them so
2: yeah and that's where going right, back worked. to hendrick i don't think we'd have to be swallowing a ton of pride because he won two championships away from hendrick if he did end up returning Now, if yeah. he had gone, if he had had like a couple of really bad seasons away from Hendrick and then came back, that would have been damaging to the pride.
3: And he's yeah. aged quite a bit too, so he's mellowed out a, li- a yeah. little.
0: Yeah, he he's definitely like mellowed out and chilled out, um, especially since he got away from like Joe Gibbs and all that stuff. So yeah, he's I mean, he's
5: gone. He's gotten better.
4: Before we jump on the topic. I have something to say about Case Elliott. And oh, boy. This is, yep. Uh, this, this is my opinion, okay? Um, Case Elliott is my favorite driver, but you know, the kid make a, a kid make a mistake and it killed his season this year. What do you guys think? Do you think Hendrick Murray put the kibosh on extracurricular activities? But but I heard an interview with Jeff Gordon on Fox saying that they're fine with their language going to other um, race sporting events and competing and taking a chance of getting hurt. Yeah, fluke accidents are going to happen, but the point of the matter is these guys make money on their career in NASCAR and we're... Rip- <laughs> so... One more injury this year, and what do you guys think? Think it came that uh, changed their minds on the drivers being allowed to do their curricular activities
6: starting with Rumble? Well, yeah, you gotta you, you got to be able to still have a life. I was being a little sarcastic, JP, about going snowboarding and hurting yourself. Right? you got to have a life outside of, outside of whatever your job is, even if you're a stock car racer, a million-dollar stock car racer, making, you're living in the match. you still got to be able to live your life. Man. I was just being sarcastic about that, JP. Uh, it just seemed like it's... Since that's happened, uh, the, the golden boy's not so golden anymore. And... That was just kind of my point. Uh, mm-hmm. Hendrick Motorsports will be just fine. Uh, they will sort it out, there and fucking team. If it's on now, they will do it in short order. Um, I have more questions. Ben, there, he looked like he was eating pizza and wings. I want to know what kind of pizza and wings he was having because I'm pretty fucking hungry right now. Uh, we know it was Papa uh, John's. A... We saw the oh, pizza God, box. It was Papa John's. Papa uh, John's
5: pepperoni,
6: pepperoni pizza, and then there
5: were honey chipotle wings. Yeah,
7: Mountain Dew,
5: nice. Um,
0: to to answer your question, JP, um, no, I don't think that they'll change their policy on extracurricular activities because uh, Denny Hamlin said it best in one of his episodes of Action's Detrimental last year, right after the Chase Elliott injury. You can go out during the off season and do a game of pickup basketball with your friends and pop your Achilles tendon. You no. Know, they, they, you know, anything can happen outside of the race car, you know, like they could be driving to the damn airport and getting a car wreck and get hurt. I mean, look at uh, that guy, uh Chris Hacker last week. Yep. He got hit head on by, he got hit head on by a semi-truck.
3: And the track, they're it. more likely to get a hurt driving into the track than driving up. on the track. And, and he we got crewed out artists. just going.
0: And he's already said that when he's fully healed, he plans to get back in whatever ride that he is allowed to get in. You know, so like 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 Rumble said, you got to live your life outside of the track. I know some of these guys, like racing, is that's, they live and breathe racing, but they also have a life outside of racing too, that they, they have hobbies and stuff like that that they want to do. So I think the teams – Hendricks already pretty good about it, but I think the other teams just—they need to be a little bit more lenient about what their drivers can and can't do. I know they have a brand. I know they have a brand to protect and all that good stuff, but you can't wrap them in bubble wrap and tell them to
4: stay home. I just wanted to see where your guys' opinion was.
2: I mean, gonna be
3: dumb. You gotta be tough.
2: Well, and my opinion is on this is that I think that the. it's hard, it would be hard for Hendrick Motorsports to take a harsh stance on, say, Elliot going snowboarding. Meanwhile, they're also helping Kyle Larson go and attempt the uh, Indy 500, in, uh, Coke 600 double. Because I think the in, an, an Indy car race is as dangerous as snowboarding is. And it could very well yeah. end up putting him out and or, at the very least, it could potentially tire him out before one of the longest NASCAR races of the year.
3: Kill him. Kill him. A,
2: yeah,
6: that's, that's the it could kill him. Yeah, that's the ending 500. It's not like he's got a ton of experience
2: in there. It could,
6: it could be fucking wickedly dangerous.
2: Exactly. It's one of those things where it would be hard for them to put any kind of foot down and say, Elliot can't go snowboarding when they're supporting a guy doing yeah something like that yeah
7: yep
0: all right well let's move into our next topic um this is uh green flags and black flags and so basically what this entails is a green flag is something that you enjoyed from the racing weekend it could be from any series and a black flag is something that you did not like from any series it doesn't have to necessarily dictate to the daytona 500 uh starting with brett what are your green flags and black flags
1: green flags are well with the Infinity and truck races they are a lot more going like they're not 175 mile an hour pace laps like the cup race was they were moving fast they were making moves that Cup guys weren't making all weekend
0: what's your black flag
1: oh the cup race could have been more exciting but with the packages they have, there's nothing they can do about it. But other than that, the wrecks and stuff like that, stuff that could have been avoided, like in the truck race where Tanner Gray went flipping, safety and that stuff could have been better. But other than that, I don't have many black flags.
3: uh, Will, what about you? Uh, I got a couple green flags. Uh, I like the Bubba scoring the third most points. Out of anybody at <laughs> the Daytona five hundred. Uh he's still fifth in points because Chase Elliott racked up them points from the duels in the stages. Uh I enjoyed him finishing uh fifth. I I guess it's kind of kind of a fifty percent black flag It would be them uh not letting them uh race back around to take the checkered because that would have been the best shot Bubba would have had to win. Uh even in, even factoring a green-white checkered, that would be the best shot he had because he had a lot of momentum at the time. A uh, black flag. NASCAR scheduling all this rain around their races like they think that's what the fans want. Stop making the races
2: look like parades. Maybe the rain will stay away.
3: Uh, hey, I think that's, no I think that's the third time money. me and Ryan have had that call response. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Another. Uh, I love Raja. I've raced with him before on iRacing before, uh, but wrecking the field to get what was it, second, uh, and then, uh, but he, to his credit, ended up owning up to it after Big Brother Bubba, whenever they're in, talk to him. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a, a black flag, uh, for sure. Uh. I need another bring for like to balance it out now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess legacy. Uh, getting a two top tens, both cars in the top ten, or well, two out of three cars, I guess. Both full time cars, we'll say.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, JP, what about you? The share so, green flags and black flags.
4: My green flag had had to do with Austin Singler. From the, I mean, two calls. I mean, that kid almost went, won his second uh Daytona 500 if it wasn't for being involved in that last wreck. Um he really imp- had- What's that?
2: He would have still had a lot to do to get to that uh, second Daytona 500 win, even if he hadn't gotten spawned. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
4: the Coney One team in their last card thingy series, Austin Hill. Yep. Pretty dang good job. I think those are my two green flags and my black flag. I'm sorry to have to say it's real, but, um,. You know, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba Wallace. I I get James Seeker aggressing out with him that I want to see in a Daytona 500 champion. Um. What? Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: what? He finished top five. Okay. I don't know what more you really needed to see out of him. I mean, he was waiting till the last lap, and the last lap didn't end up He happening.
3: won the 2022 Daytona 500.
2: That, too.
4: <laughs> oh, I get that. I give you a hard time. <laughs> I, I see
0: the look on Brett's face already. He's like, wait a minute, Bubba didn't win the 500.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's heard me talk about that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: We we
0: we all we all have a uh, we talked about it last week. We were talking about Bubba. Bubba technically got shoved below the double yellow line by Austin Cedric in the twenty twenty two Daytona five hundred and NASCAR didn't call it as a penalty, so technically Bubba should've
3: won that race. Oh, is it like the if, uh if we're going by the two Yeah, he got forced well, below it, the double yellow line Galladega fall race. <laughs> where Tony Stewart finished second. And, and Eric Almirola won.
0: Regan Smith,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, Regan, Regan Smith, Smith
1: Regan.
3: whatever. Yeah, yeah, some driver with one win. Okay. cares?
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, he got two wins. Yeah, Regan Smith has two. Yeah, you got oh, one. Give him more
3: two. credit. Yeah, does Regan Smith have two? I thought yeah, like, he, yeah, he got one in Darlington.
2: I think. Done. Yeah, I think he got another one in yeah.
1: Darlington. Won, and then he also won in the seventy-eight.
2: Yeah, it was Darlington in the seventy-eight, I believe.
3: Oh, no, it's the it's, I think what's his name? Uh, Regan like, pushed Tony Stewart below the line at that Talladega race and yep. they, they took the win away from him and gave it to Tony Stewart.
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: So uh, if we're going by that rule, then Bubba won the 2022 500. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, what are your green
0: flags and black
3: flags?
5: Alright, so my green flags are going to be Chase Elliott did pretty good. Hendrick Motorsports did really good. Um, Bubba Wallace actually did good, and I'm actually really impressed by Bubba Wallace and how he handled his uh, interview on the radio. He actually handled it really well. Instead of being super angry or anything, he actually handled it really well. I think he might have went to PR classes during the offseason, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it might have. Whatever he did, I think, helped. Um, I liked the interview. Um, He also said his car was the cleanest it's ever been. My black flag. Well, another green flag would be how they handled the rain. Black flag would probably be Brad K. That's also a green flag too because he took himself out. <laughs> uh, and I also agree with Will about the whole tire thing where they should have also just left left it where they raced the last lap out. No. Could have been a whole tire different situation.
0: Uh, rumble. Right on you, rumble.
6: Yeah, you got me now. Yep. yep. Short and sweet. Black flag. The rain. Green flag. NASCAR calling it ahead of time. NASCAR is notorious for fucking hanging their fans out and, like, just show up and be there to check. Black flag, the weather. Green flag, NASCAR getting ahead of it. That's all I got to say about that. Good job. Yep. Uh, Ryan.
2: Um, so, for my uh, green flag, I'm going to say the fact that they actually got all four series in within only one extra day added to the weekend. They didn't end up having to reshuffle or potentially even just flat-out cancel, say, the ARCA race, which theoretically isn't that important. They didn't end up canceling anything like that, because I know I saw a couple of people in my chat throughout the weekend saying, like, oh, they should just cancel, especially while we were kind of waiting for information, because it was, like, I had an hour-and-a-half stream on Saturday waiting for uh, news about the Xfinity race, if it was going to end up happening or not. But uh, um. But yeah, green flag definitely that. Another green flag would be um, Jordan Anderson in the Xfinity race, nearly won the race and ultimately comes up home with a third place finish. And I know my buddy Patrick and I we were uh, celebrating that both during the as it was happening and then also uh on a call after the stream. So that was definitely a green flag for a black flag. Uh, I was going to say the rain, but uh, I'll think of something else because I know Will already took the rain as his black flag. So, um, honestly, I think the thing I probably disliked most about the uh, weekend was just kind of the sloppiness in both the truck and Xfinity race, or not Xfinity, in the truck and Arca races on Friday night. They were both on the sloppier side compared to your more traditional racing, like what we saw in the 500 where there were. A couple of wrecks, but not to the point of being silly. Yep. Alright, yeah, so for uh, watching Arca,
0: yeah. So uh, my uh, my green flags are pretty much what most of you guys said uh, NASCAR for how they handled the schedule and the rain, uh, working around it and stuff like that. Um, and I and you. Uh, actually took one of my Jordan Anderson, he's like my favorite underdog driver and he come home uh, third and his uh, team car finished second so they got a second and a third place finish. Um, uh, they got in third the, and uh, four Xfinity race.
2: Third oh. and four. Sheldon oh, yeah, Creed was right. second. Yes.
0: yes. Sheldon Creed second. My bad. My yep. Bad. Um and but the the biggest green flag that I had for the whole weekend was how many fans actually showed back up on Monday for the five hundred. Because normally when a race gets postponed to like a Monday, the grandstands are probably a quarter or maybe halfway full. Those stands were packed.
4: Absolutely.
0: And my, my buddy, Brandon, who's actually in our group chat, was there. And he said the energy, even for a Monday, was just absolutely electric. For That's it being,
7: awesome.
0: You know, you know, with the rock being there, doing the command and the flyover all that good stuff. Like it, He said it was like incredible. Um, my black flags. Um, one of them goes to NASCAR. For throwing the caution for a two car wreck. At the Daytona 500 to end the race. Now granted I know why they did it. But they did not throw a caution flag. For the massive pile up in turn two. At the end of the Xfinity series race. When guys were knocking the fence down and they let him race back. Um, now, the another black flag would probably go to Sheldon Creed. Granted, he probably saw the wreck in his mirror and thought that they were going to throw the caution, but it looked like he throttled back, but they did not throw the yellow, and he lost himself the race. Yep. And, and the other black flag is it has to go to the truck series. Um, that was one of the... Like you said, Ryan, one of the sloppiest truck races I've ever seen. Uh, a record number of cautions with 12 that ended with Rajah Carruth barreling through the driver in front of him, and it ended with one guy pretty much crowd surfing on top of five different trucks in yeah. the race.
2: Yeah, I mean, I even saw some people on Twitter calling for the trucks to not return to Daytona next year, which if that tells you that the racing got out of hand...
6: It, yep. it, has this not been kind of a little bit of a? Sorry, I don't want to walk on you again, but it has not the truck series recently been quite uh, disrespectful between basically everybody. It's just it's just a fucking free for all. Yeah,
2: I mean, correct I me know if I'm Hoosovar wrong. intentionally wrecked a couple of people in the uh, in in the uh, truck series over the last couple of years, and I think even one or two of them he admitted to it being intentional. Yep. Uh- <laughs>
0: Sitting there watching the truck race Friday night, and I'm sitting there thinking, is the Arca, are the Arca guys even going to get to run at this point? Because we were pushing like 10, 10:30 by the time that truck race was over, and I, it, it was, it, it was a shit show to say the least. But um, it's a, it's a good segue. We're actually going to uh, briefly discuss the uh, trucks and Xfinity races from Friday and Monday night. Uh, starting with the truck series we pretty much all know what happened uh, nick sanchez got his first career win in the truck series um he was he was pretty fast in 2023 but um didn't really get to close out the deal uh he came close at texas until he got wrecked by carson josevar and josevar ended up picking up his first career win um you know we all have pretty much the same thoughts but we're gonna go through it real quick uh brett what were your thoughts on the truck race friday night
1: it was a little bit more chaotic than usual but other than that i don't have any problems with it i'm actually more gonna switch focus from sanchez which for sanchez getting his first win i'm proud of him for doing it at daytona but going to the 71 of raja for being not as experienced as like Corey Heim or Matt Crafton, he's still finished third. He may have wrecked some people, but he still finished third.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um Bubba Wallace, I, I listened to door bumper clear earlier today and Bubba Wallace was the guest on there. And um, he, he said that Raja has got a lot of learning to do with this being his first full-time season in the trucks for a, what, they would probably consider a competitive team because Fire took over Kyle Bush Motorsports. So those trucks are most likely going to be somewhat competitive this year. Uh, Will Will, what do you think?
3: Uh, Roger that was full time last year as well. Uh but uh, uh, what was he? he oh yeah, was he, he, was. yeah, he ran uh, the 20- yeah. yeah, and I, I don't know if that rides competitive. I don't pay attention to the truck series or the Xfinity series uh it's it's I'm, I'm too lazy but uh I, I think the truck race was very much a uh uh 12 p uh 12 a.m iRacing mm-hmm. Saladega lobby uh Rex uh, the half the race was run under caution uh i don't know if that's the actual percentage that was running under caution but it feels that way yeah, yeah i uh, felt like it it, it was a uh, one great. Uh, props again to Fox for uh, putting the camera on Bubba as he walked up to uh, Raja, and then cutting away, making it seem like they were like having an argument or whatever when they weren't. Yeah, that's
2: totally uh, what it looked like. too. <laughs> yeah, or Bubba would totally uh, like throw that. hands.
6: Yeah, the, right. that's the, totally the red one lit up. Like.
3: Yep. Uh, but uh, uh, I didn't really watch much of the Xfinity race because. I, I think I cut off like the last 10 laps or something when Austin Hill made it back up through the field and it, it was going to be all that for an Austin Hill win. Yep. Uh, it was a good race, though. So I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, JP.
4: Is it my turn
0: now? Yes, sir. Go ahead.
4: All right. I want to shift gears and kind of talk about the 71 team of with um Roger needs to learn patience, in my opinion. I know the do finished first, but l- listening to all you guys, and Friday night... Well, what was I doing? Friday night, I just... I kind of was minding my P's and Q's and kind of had one eye on the cook race and had to go to a league race. But from what I saw, it, it was a crap show. And by the time I was done, you know, the crop show was over. I mean, it was like a blink of an eye. Um... Fox quick or cut to a different TV show. I thought when I got done with my lead race on NASCAR, I was going to watch some of the highlights. And they were big from Fox because they were so quick to
2: cut off. Well, that's what happens when races run late due to 12 caution flags. Yeah.
0: Um, going, going back to what you said real quick, though, um, you know, Raja does need to learn some patience, yes. But if you actually go back and watch the truck race and go back and listen to uh, Door Bumper Clear with Bubba Wallace, Raja wasn't anywhere near the front until the very end he was mid-pack just sitting there logging laps he was he was actually like he was sitting there learning and being patient and you know getting he was getting through the wrecks that's why he ended up at the front there at the end
3: yes he's a, he's a very very sharp kid he's 21 uh he just started like doing i-racing in 2018 i'm looking at his wikipedia page uh he just like started racing light models in 2020 so he's been doing this a whole four years. Not even a whole handful of years. So he, he's definitely got a...
2: Versus some of these others who were racing at four years old.
3: Yeah, he he's uh, still very green. Yeah. I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As, like
7: as,
4: as far a, as the uh, spinning race goes... Um,
0: wait,
2: going, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think we're we going to get to the Infinity Race in a bit, JP. Oh, I probably...
0: Um, it's
2: okay. Um,
0: and uh, Will, you are correct. Uh, Raja really is a sharp kid. Uh, Freddie Kraft uh, mentioned on Door Bumper Clear that any time that Raja is not in a car, he is up on the spotter stand learning and asking questions about what the what moves they were making and stuff like that. So like he is doing everything that he can to absorb as much information as possible. But um. Ben, what were your thoughts on the uh, truck race? If you uh, watched it,
5: I didn't watch it. I was working, unfortunately.
0: Okay, uh, Rumble, did you uh, catch it?
6: Yeah, I caught it. Truck racing is a completely disrespectful now. Uh, everyone's just driving around it's back to crack. Truck racing and got yep, complete the there. Ability to try and race clean around each other. because They're all got a, a motivation to do whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, when, And truck racing. When I'm uh, playing the video game, there, NASCAR Heat Five. Oh, I, yeah. I love, I love truck racing. But I, anyways, watching it from the last few truck races I watched, it's a complete show of disrespect by many, 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 many drivers. Nobody gives a fuck. I agree. What about, um,
2: what
0: about you, Ryan? Um, all
2: right. So, in terms of the truck series race, the biggest thing was just how jarring it was seeing all the different numbers. Because really, the only uh, team slash numbers that are the same as they have been over the course of the last several years. Are really the Thor sport trucks with Matt Crafton and and the numbers there? You've got the eighty eight, the ninety eight, um, but really almost every other. Yeah, in terms of the front runners, yeah, you have the you have the seventy seven, the seven, the seventy one, all taking over the the traditional Kyle Busch numbers. Then you've got the GMS uh, what had the twenty four and twenty three for the longest time they're all of a sudden not there, and instead it's being replaced by teams like the 9 and the 45 of Nice Motorsports and then like the 32 of Brett Holmes up in there in the middle. And it's just a bunch of kind of random numbers that are not associated with any former memories I have from the truck series.
7: right,
0: well, let's... um... Shift a little bit of focus over to uh, Monday night after the Daytona 500 with the Xfinity race. Um, as we all know, Austin Hill is basically like Superman at Daytona. Um, can end up end, end up in the back and then end up right back at the front. This was his uh, third uh, Daytona season opener in a row uh, that he has won. Um, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but Every single one of them has come with a last-lap wreck, whether it be a caution or not. Um, but Some of the other notable things that happened during the Xfinity race was uh, Frankie Munez made his Xfinity Series debut. Um, even though it didn't last very long, he got caught up in the big wreck on, like, lap 20, I think it was. Yep. Um, Shane Van Gisbergen made his debut. He qualified fifth and ran – up near the front, somewhat ran near the back, middle pack. He was actually involved in that wreck, big wreck. He was actually involved in a number of accidents and still brought home a 12th place finish. Um, and um, one that it, it got noted somewhat, but uh, Natalie Decker led seven laps and became the third female driver in NASCAR history to actually lead laps in the Xfinity series behind Danica Patrick and, um, I can't remember who else it was named. Um, but, um, Brett, what were your main thoughts about the Xfinity race Monday night?
2: Uh, can I point one thing out that I just noticed, uh, looking at uh, some reports from the Xfinity series? Um, so when Fox, uh, when Fox sports like send out the uh, notification about the end of the Xfinity race, they have, It being Hill, Creed, Anderson, but then when they put out the official one after, like, tech inspection, it's actually Hill, Creed, Retzloff, and Anderson 4th, for whatever reason. Not sure as to why, but I definitely Uh, remember watching Anderson coming across the line 3rd.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the scoring pylon said that at the checkered flag.
2: But, uh, yeah, uh, looking at the NASCAR app, they reflect the same thing, uh... Hill, Hill, Creed, Retzloff, Jordan Anderson, Chandler Smith, the top five. And, like, is that just going to be a Mandela effect where I remember it one way and it and, and, uh, never was?
0: I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch the uh, replay on YouTube.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: so was, so I'm ahead, looking Brent. at... Sorry for cutting you off. But I'm looking at the preliminaries of the race. The way that they finished, uh... Parker Ressloff was 1.163 behind Hill, and Jordan Anderson was 1.164 behind Hill. So... It came down to, like,
0: a thousandth of a second.
1: So the pylon is also, might be a little off due to timing, but it could be just that timing stuff like that. But my... Thing on the thing, Natalie Decker did well, finished 18th after leading seven laps. But the other one that I like to note, and I'm not big on like following like Junior Motorsports or Joe Gibbs, I like following more of the smaller teams like the 44 of Alpha Prime's Brendan pool He finished 19th, he finished ahead of Sammy Smith, Daniel Dye, and stuff like that. Which Daniel Dye did pretty well as well, pretty good as well, because I think he started 26. If I'm not nope. mistaken,
0: and, and he was so, almost upside. He was almost upside down at one point too.
1: Yeah, so him yeah, being a regular. Scoring, yeah, I was like, I'm on the. Well, I'm on NASCAR's <laughs> website. I've been reading that the whole time while everybody else is talking.
6: Uh, just to... sorry, Jimmy.
1: He was the last finishing thing. car a in thing. the race.
6: Out there. Oh wow! Well.
1: The only <laughs> thing that bothered me was Haley Deegan not getting lapsed like she should have but she also got caught up in that early wreck
0: yeah that was that was a weird wreck too like a really weird wreck uh, will what about you
3: i guess i kind of uh got ahead of uh got ahead of you in that uh i talked about xfinity whenever i was talking about the trucks. uh that's all right i pretty much cut it off whenever it was Became queer Austin, we were going to go through that great race just for an Austin Hill win. So, oh well, I guess how was at work? But so watching it.
0: Uh, JP, you still awake?
4: <laughs> yeah. A little. Uh, yeah. Uh, no problem to sleep for me tonight. Um, but Austin Hill, man. Am I the only one here that's going to give him plays? Um, I think he he earned it. I mean, yes, the closet came out. Yes, he did worked work so hard. But after he went through last year not making the championship board because of a dumb move from his old teammate in that 18 clock I mean 18 car. now. Now, this is a bull progression, but Austin Hill will be your champion in the NASCAR at series this season. All right.
2: I think uh, you're probably the one of the few people on Austin Hill's side of that debate because uh, I think most people <laughs> think, uh, yeah. Honestly, I know I personally don't think Creed necessarily did anything outrageously wrong with the uh, move at Martinsville.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, ben, Ben, what about you?
5: I only caught Frank Muniz getting wrecked out. Um, That's about it. Work and unfortunate.
6: Gotcha. Uh, Rumble,
0: did you? uh, Okay. Rumble, did you catch any of the uh, race Monday night?
6: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I sat there and watched it. What's the question?
0: Uh, Well, just what were your overall thoughts on that race?
6: I thought it was a good race, it was, it was what it was. It's Daytona, it was what it was. Uh, nope, no, no complaints. Sorry, I, I don't have much to elaborate on that, but I didn't find anything really wrong this weekend. Normally I'd be rumbling about some, but uh, this, this weekend really did do it. I was underwhelmed because we just got, we knew we were gonna get rained out, we were all looking at our apps. And, Wednesday or Tuesday and we knew that shit was going to get rained out and it was going to be I'm just glad it was all got done, right? So I sat and watched it all. I found nothing there spectacular enough to, to brag about or bitch about. let was just recent. So where are we off to next? We're going to Atlanta next again. Next uh,
7: yes,
0: sir. Yeah, we'll- We'll get with uh, Ryan on his thoughts, and then we'll uh, jump into that.
6: All right. I appreciate that. Yep.
2: All right. So, yeah, the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series race, um say, it was definitely a different style of race. It was much more in the same style as the 500, where it was a lot on the cleaner side. Uh, You had SVG getting in the middle of a lot of the uh, mess that did happen, both in the ARCA and in the Xfinity race. But, um, yeah, it was a relatively clean race, and there are three things you can count on. Uh, You can count on rain at NASCAR races. Um, You can count on Austin Hill winning. And you can count on Chase Elliott probably winning most popular driver of the year again. So, (laughs) <laughs> there are about right. three things you can count on and i think all three of those are pretty much guarantees
0: yep all right well we're going to transition into our final segment um we're going to atlanta this weekend boys and i will actually physically be at atlanta with uh my son i bought tickets a couple days ago um but um atlanta as we all know three years ago was uh reconfigured and um, they brought a different package to create more of a um, super speedway type uh, race um, at a mile and a half. Um, I went to both races last year, and I have to say that the night race was a lot better than the spring race. But, however, I've heard, I've heard multiple drivers, um, especially today listening to the podcast, saying that the asphalt that they laid down is aging very rapidly, and handling is becoming more and more and more of an issue. I saw it last year during the uh, night race when Alex Bowman busted his ass coming off of turn four all by himself and took Denny Hamlin with him. Um, What can we expect as far as this weekend goes? Uh, Brett?
1: I feel like it's not going to be as much of a super speedway as they call it this year. Because it's been three years since they repaved it more and more people drive on more and more races on it the more where aaron tarot comes the more they get spread out all
3: right well yeah i I don't know how much the weather has aged the track in the what six months since since the last race uh we'll just it, we'll find out whenever they take the uh, the track for pra- I mean qualifying because they don't have practice. Uh, they only well, have one.
0: Uh, they only have one practice session after qualifying, and that is to practice their pit road speed. Yes. It's
2: only about a ten minute session as well.
3: Yeah, so we'll find out if if BJ McLeod goes out and spins by himself, then we'll we'll know something's uh, changed with the track, or uh, I don't know if he's racing. Uh, or if Bubba Wallace or Alex Bowman spins out by themselves during the race, we'll find out.
0: JP, um, what do you think? We'll see. Okay.
4: Bull the per- first time winner, second race of the year, that 71 card will win the race.
7: Zane, uh, Zane, Zane Smith.
0: Smith. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you thinking of Carson Hosovar in the seventy seven?
4: No, nope. Seventy one. Oh, okay. or Nemechek? Uh, that's Zane, oh, Smith.
5: Okay. Uh, Zane Smith.
2: Zane, Zane Smith. Who the hell is Zane Smith? Uh, Truckier cameraman. He drove the thirty eight for uh, Front Row Motorsports for the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah stole
3: him from Ford.
5: Yeah. Okay, so that's your Dark Horse win, or your, is that your bull prediction, or is that who you think is going to win? I've... That is my
4: Dark Horse pick. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, ben, uh, what do you think we're going to see uh, this weekend?
5: I think the verdict's still out on Atlanta. Uh, we'll see how it goes, like Will said.
3: Oh, bye, Rumble.
0: Uh well, looks like looks like we lost Rumble, uh, but uh, Ryan, what do you what do you think?
2: Um, <laughs> I say I definitely think that the uh, that you are gonna see the uh, I think <laughs> even though it is a super speedway style of race, I still think that the kind of classic uh, front runners will bubble their way to the front. Um, I mean, looking at some of the winners of the uh, of the Atlanta Super Speedway races, I mean, you've got Joey Logano, you've got William Byron, you got Chase Elliott. I mean, you have a lot of your traditional favorites to win regular races, as compared to say the Xfinity or not the Xfinity, but the uh, Daytona races, where it's where it's pretty regularly that you'll have. Drivers who aren't normally in contention. I think the only underdog that I can think of really performing and coming close to victory at any of the Atlanta Super Speedway races is the Corey LaJoy one that Chase Elliott got away from him. Because I can't really think of any other kind of Super Speedway aces really being all that close to any of the Atlanta Super Speedway wins. Okay.
0: All right, so last thing that we're going to do is uh, we started this um, after last week's episode. It's called our race picks, and what that entails is each person picks one driver for the race, and whoever that that driver who finishes the highest, that person gets 10 points. Then it goes down from there. So last week... um, And and if your driver that you pick wins the race, you get one bonus point. And the rules are, you have unlimited picks on drivers, but you cannot pick the same driver that somebody else picked for that weekend. So last week, Amy picked Tyler Reddick. I picked Kyle Busch. Ryan picked Denny Hamlin. My buddy Brandon, who is in our group chat, he may pop in from time to time on the podcast. He picked Brad Keselowski. Uh, Rumble picked Joey Logano, my wife, who is in our group chat, picked Ross Chastain, and Ben chose Chase Elliott. I won last week with Kyle Busch in his 12th place finish.
2: Well, wow, um, none of us got to get so. inside the top 11?
0: Tw- <laughs> yeah. So, um, I already have some picks here from people who are not in the podcast. Um, I picked Joey Logano for Atlanta. Um, Ashley my wife picked Tyler Reddick uh, Jamie picked Brad Keselowski and my buddy Brandon picked Ross Chastain now before we go into our picks will and Brett would you like to be involved in this
1: yeah, sure. I'll be good with that.
0: okay so we will start with Ben who are you picking for Atlanta
5: I'm going
0: with Chase. Ace Elliott, two weeks in a row.
5: All right, say, Ryan, who is your Chase pick?
2: Late? I wonder.
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan, who is your pick?
2: Um, Despite what some people might guess my pick might be, um, I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. Oh. I think if the Penske's are in the mix, I think Blaney with his uh, newfound kind of championship level of experience and confidence, I think that will help him out late in these uh, Super Speedway pack-style races.
0: All right. I will get Rumble's pick here in a little while. Um, JP, are you sticking with uh, Zane Smith, or are you picking somebody else?
2: For your actual pick.
4: On my actual pick, I'm going with Mr. Uh, Kyle Lawson.
2: All right. Oh, that's a bold call.
0: Yep. Uh, Will, who are you picking?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew I was coming. <laughs> yeah, I could have told you
2: that one from a mile away. Or a mile and a right. half away, I, depending I, on uh, how you want to go about it.
0: Will, Will, I'm going to pick Bubba next week just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett, who do you pick for Atlanta?
1: I'm going to go with Legacy Motor Club's number 42. I know Eric Jones is his teammate, but with the way the style of racing is, this fits uh, John Hunter's driving style. Okay. All right,
0: A lot of,
2: a lot of good picks. Uh, am I allowed to reserve a pick for like six weeks from now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I already know I'm gonna want I'm gonna want to try and get uh, Eric Jones for the Darlington weekends. Oh yeah, because <laughs> well, he's gonna be right, good guys. there.
0: all right guys that concludes our show as always a special shout out to our sponsors uh w energy fanatics um duke cannon uh bulletproof coffee and again thank you will for uh coming in tonight uh brett we lost him but thank you uh again for coming in as well i know you'll hear this later when it gets posted and um let's look forward to a great weekend at atlanta and we will see you guys next wednesday